Hi, I'm Zachary Sexton, and you're listening to Black Belt Selling. Welcome to Black Belt Selling with Stephanie and Anna Scheller. I'm Anna. And I'm Stephanie. We are a mother-daughter team who are passionate about helping you grow your business by making more sales. On Black Belt Selling, we bring guests, we bring content. Most of all, we bring you, the listener, what you need in order to smash through those goals that are keeping you from making more sales, growing your business, and living the life of your dreams. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash black belt selling there we post content there we have engaging guests more importantly there you will know when these podcasts go live and you can look through and find the podcast that interests you the most so go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash black belt selling now this particular guest that we had this was another guest who had approached me about being on our show and found our show quite interesting his name is Zach Sexton and he calls himself a productivity and automation consultant he often thinks and wonders if you are the kind of person who wants to get more clients but doesn't have the time for more clients so he has helped develop systems and tools to help you automate client focused and client acquisition. And so mm -hmm. his talk, oh my gosh, Stephanie, it just seemed like we could have talked forever because he was just so full of information. And this was really a very practical, very, very yeah. practical episode yes. with Zach. What do you say? No, I think this, I love the fact, you know, a lot of times we're talking mindset and, and it's important to talk mindset. Let's not get that wrong because without mindset, you're not going to make it very far. Be, you know, that's what holds most people back. So I love that we do a lot of mindset. We do a lot of overarching ideas, but I love the fact, I mean, seriously, Zach crammed in so many tips into this podcast. It just blew my mind. I'm, I'm so excited to, uh, I'm so excited to have this in my repertoire so I can go back and listen to it again and again and again and again and again because I feel like this is one of those I'll implement one tool, come back six months later, implement another or maybe three months, uh, you know, and for quite some time. All right. Well, let's go ahead and let's listen to the interview with Zach Sexton. Well, Zach, it is a pleasure to have you on Black Belt Selling. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be on. You know, Zach, um, we're going to be talking a lot about some very important ideas that our clients really need to, a lot of them struggle with these areas because they're not automated. And so, um, but before we get into some of the particulars about it, how, how did you get involved in automation? And uh, you have your own podcast too, yeah? That's correct. Uh, plug, I guess, over at Able Business Radio, we teach people about productivity, how to make small improvements over time in their business. And how I got into just productivity and coaching in general was I was really bad at it. I, I struggled to show up on time to complete my work in, in the, uh, the manner that I said I would do. Um, so I went out and I just read a lot of books and, and, and tried a bunch of systems and found some that worked really well for me um, uh, when it comes to managing my tasks, my contacts, my my calendar, my, um, my, my reference material. So all those different areas 
when I had a system for it, it just made everything easier for me. I always call them my, my bumper guards. Like, okay, Zach, you don't have a good memory. You don't know when and where and how to show up prepared. So like, let's make some systems so you actually do it. So for example, like we're talking now and I was ready and prepared because it was in my calendar. Uh, and more, more recently, I noticed uh, for myself and a lot of my clients who are, are solo professionals, that even with those systems, even with those bumper guards, you still have a lot to juggle. You've got that big project, you got to follow up with resumes, you got to update your websites, you, you got to remember to call your mom on her birthday and pro tip, you call your mom on your birthday, especially if, if it's a mom like mine. I think it, when I was nine, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and I still haven't lived that one down yet. Uh, so, so there's Stephanie a million- gets, yeah. Stephanie gets calendar invites. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, it's it's definitely it's multiple reminders, and and that's like that kind of goes to my my overall productivity origin story. Is is that was the first thing I did? Is I I set a calendar appointment with a one week, one day, one hour reminder for me to, to actually show up on time. I think that was my first hack. So I, I, I got my first iPhone and I was like, all right, I'm putting everything in this calendar and I'm going to remind the bejesus out of myself so I can just start showing up on time. And then I started adding things to the description like, oh, okay, uh, remember uh, Chris's girlfriend's name is Sarah. She's an architect. Introduce her to Uncle Mark because he's an architect in Chicago. I'm going to probably help her out. Like I, w- I would just give myself all these different notes and I noticed that calendar would only get me so far. So I started using a task manager called, called Trello, which I'm a big fan of, um, and just so on and so forth. And I've just been going, going on from there. Uh, but I, I noticed that even with these systems, even with trying to organize all of your, your thoughts, your appointments, your reference material, it's still a lot. And when you have a million little to-dos do, to, to do, uh, if you can take some of those off your plate, it becomes easier to give more of your best focus, more of your best attention to the things that really matter, which for me and for you guys and for a lot of my clients who are service-based entrepreneurs, that's being in front of your clients. That's helping your clients. That's teaching. That's serving. And the, the little administration things, those can be taken care of a lot of times by either free or very affordable software services. Um, so that's why I, I created a little mini course on my, my five favorite tools to use. Um, just so I could help some of my clients who didn't always love or or embrace technology as, as quickly. I wanted to just make it easier for them. I think it's funny that you were talking about um, you're not this most organized person, so it forced you to become organized with time management because I'm finding that the people who are really good with time management are like you and I. Like I'm terrible at remembering stuff. Every mm. if it's not in my calendar it's not going to happen. Birthdays are in my calendar. I mean, everything, people look at my calendar and they get scared. Yeah. You're so much on there. And I'm like, if, but if it's not there, I can't keep it straight. But I think it, it's, it's almost a necessity breeds it type of definitely, thing. Definitely. Definitely. And when it comes to t- technology too, I, I remember when I graduated uh, high school and this was 2004. So internet was around, it was slower, but you know, computers <laughs> were a thing. But I remember saying that, oh, you know, I, I don't like computers. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be into computers. And now it's just like, that, it, I, that's not possible. You can't work without this, this type of technology. So for me, at least, I noticed that I tend to uh, teach what I need to learn the most. Um, and so the areas that I've struggled in, in productivity and efficiency, 
and uh, and actually in technology, I tend to turn around once I figured out a system that's worked for me and turn around and, and teach it to the people that I work with because I know where all the pitfalls are because I made them all. <laughs> so I can be, and I, I've got empathy too because it's just like, oh man, no, I know exactly why that's annoying. I don't know why that button's there, but it's there. And if you push it, it's going to work. If you don't push it, it's not going to work. I just uh, trust me on this one. I did it 20 times before I figured it out. <laughs> well, you know, um, I love it because um, you mentioned Trello, and we're, we're not here to t discuss Trello, but I find that Trello is a great tool, especially if you have um, people that you're working with, virtual assistants or other people, because it not only helps you, it can help you track activity, but it mm -hmm. also is a great communication tool. So when people contact me through Trello, they immediately get my attention because I know it's important that we, we talk. So, yeah, um, that, that's... And I'm, I'm uh, seeing uh, in the video right here, Stephanie's post-it notes in the background. So for people who like post-it notes, <laughs> Trello is very good. And, and also for people who even like to organize their, their yeah. work in calendars, it's very good because that means you're likely, like, and it's actually a majority of the population, about 60% of the population are, are more visual learners. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you can have, if you can put things into into your environment that are visual cues to remind you what you need to be doing and what you need to be focusing on, it really helps those those types of of learners and, and doers. And Trello for me has just been one of those very very visual, easy, intuitive places for me to organize my work. And then exactly what you said, I that's that's what actually I spend most of my time doing is helping my clients get their work out of their head and into a trusted system like Trello so they can not only keep their work organized, but when they're working with a team, start to mm -hmm. delegate too, which is the other part of getting work off of your plate in order to focus on what you do best. So automation is what we're focusing on. Let's, let's steer the ship back. But uh, delegation is another area and, and using tools like, like uh, Trello or Asana or different project managers are really effective for that. Oh, Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's dive into some of the uh, co actual content. I mean, this is great. So this is good. But uh, um, let's talk about follow-up because I think that's one area that if I hear it often, people say, oh, yeah, you know, I can get in touch with people. Oh, I can get a presentation out. But the follow-up, mm -hmm. oh, all of the follow-up. So um, let's, let's talk about what has been your experience with it. What were your struggles with it and how did you – get to where you've got it automated now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So struggles with follow-up are the same with struggles with, with any sort of work. You just need to have some sort of system to bring awareness to it. So originally, I actually did use Trello for my follow-up. I had a, a waiting for list, which I, I added a card for, for the prospects or potential clients that I was, I was waiting to hear back from. And that worked reasonably well, but it was it was kind of manual. I had to look into Trello and then go back into my email and send them a message or maybe pick up the phone and give them a call. Uh, so I found some systems that were already embedded into the tools that I was using to remind myself. So a, a super simple hack, and this isn't something that we even even talked about uh, in the, in the pre-interview, is just using something like Siri to say, and this might, I don't know where my phone is right now, but hey Siri, sorry if listeners are listening on, on <laughs> and that, that just ripple effect a Surrey uh, cascade, but just, just say, Hey, Surrey, uh, remind me to follow up in, in a week. Like that could be a super simple system for following up. Another tool that I recommend in my automate your booking course is a tool called boomerang. And it works for both 
Outlook and Gmail. And it's a free application. You can pay for some extra fancy features. It's got a lot of fun things in there. You can actually schedule emails to go out at a later date if you want to. Maybe uh, it's, it's like 1 a.m. in the morning on a Friday or on a Friday or Saturday, I guess Saturday morning. And you don't want people knowing you're working at such weird hours. You can say, all right, send this to their inbox at 8 a.m. Monday. So I know they're, they're going to have, um, that's, that's probably one of the first emails in their inbox versus all the emails that came in over the weekend that they, they're trying to just sift through. Uh, so it's got that functionality. But the functionality that I like with when it comes to follow-up is you can set it up to say, hey, if this person hasn't responded in six days or by Tuesday or uh, they haven't clicked the link by Wednesday, then have this email come right back into my inbox. And what's so nice about that is you send out a proposal, you send out a, uh, a date for a discovery call and they don't, he they're busy. They may be still very interested in your product or service, but they just didn't get to it in time. Or maybe they're just not great at managing their, their email inbox, which is pretty common. Uh, so you just follow up and just say, Hey, haven't heard back from you. Um, wanted to see where your thoughts are on this. And what's so nice is that email thread just continues going. So now they're like, Oh, okay. This is somebody who knows how to, how to follow up and to keep on, on, on top of the work. So it speaks well for you. And, and, um, and then that was something that you no longer have to think of. It's, it's no longer in your headspace. Like, Oh yeah, I got to remember to follow up with all those prospects from last week because you know, you have a system for that email to just come right back and to, uh, to connect with that person again, if, if they need the, the nudge, the bump. I love that you've, that's always been the hardest part is making sure that you do get a lot of it and stuff slips through the cracks and then all of a sudden you're sitting here going, oh crap, I was supposed to call you two weeks ago. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so I've always, I, I use Asana, not Trello, but, um, and I'll have to look into Boomerang because I'm, I'm super curious about the differences between that one and HubSpot now. Yeah. Oh, HubSpot, I don't know as much about HubSpot, but that seems like a much more robust CRM, Customer Relationship Manager, yeah, really where is. Boomerang is just, just a small little add-on app. There's, there's other ones like Follow-Up CC. I'm trying to think. I've got four or five examples in, in the course that I have for different people, depending on what, what sort of uh, uh, platform that you're using personally. The reason I recommend this is it's free and it, it's, you set it up in, in two or three clicks. It's, it's yeah, it's now, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to go check that out. Cause I think that is the key. And I, I'm actually taking some time today going back through people I've reached out to and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I am curious to hear, uh, so this is follow up and it's almost prospect nurturing, but how do you, mm -hmm. when you've got a prospect and you're trying to get them because half the time the complaints I hear are, oh, well, if I could just get in front of them, I could get the sale. If I could just, if I could just get them to talk to me, I could get yeah. the sale. How do you take that person from interest and nurture them along to get them to actually make a purchase without, again, drowning yourself? Yeah, well, so there's a few different ways you can, uh, you can do that. One, and this is more of an advanced uh, strategy, uh, but if, you, if you're very established and sure with your, your product, your service, your offering, you know what it is, you know that when you have that conversation, uh, how it typically is going to go, what questions that they're going to have, uh, where they're going to get stuck, what are some, some things that people, their eyes light up and be like, oh my gosh, I, that's so cool. I didn't know that was possible or that was, that was 
something that you could do. Um, if you know those, start to start to write those down and, and think of what those common phrases or ideas or links or videos or or whatever it happens to be that you, that you do in person. Start to write those down, and you can consider using an automatic teaching technique. Now, there's a, a lot of different ways you could do it, but I think one of the, the easiest, most effective ways is to use a uh, email service provider like MailChimp or uh, the one I use is ConvertKit because I just like to use easy to use things. Uh, but I, I've heard MailChimp's getting a little bit better these days. And you can create a, a, a free course. Um, so in that course, you could start out with a case study. Hey, this is how somebody got X result and follow up with a, uh, a tutorial. This is how, if you're, maybe if you're selling software, this is how the software looks in your business. Um, or, and then follow up with a third email. Um, hey, this is, this is how I help my clients get X result. And so just you're doing some automatic uh, teaching, automatic nurturing. And the nice thing about something like that is that people can sign up automatically from your website. Uh, so a lot of times with, uh, when somebody comes to the website, they're like, okay, that looks interesting. I don't know if I'm ready to contact the person yet, but huh, a case study or a huh, a little five day course on how to blast through your selling slumps. That sounds interesting to me. So it's a way of lowering the bar for engagement and a way of automating some of that, that client nurturing and, and client relationship growing. So especially if you use something like a podcast or like videos uh, and to a lesser degree, but if you're a better writer, like writing, you could start to form that relationship with somebody before you even meet them. Uh, so that's, that's one way that, that you could do that. Wow. Wow. That's, um, that's really, really interesting because I'm thinking myself about some of the, the folks that I've been working with. And um, I'm just thinking, wow, if I had some of these automated systems in place, it would just be so, it would free my head for mm. creativity. It frees you to really be present to the people you're with instead of in the back of your mind, there's that, um, well, what do I do next? And, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot to contact them three days ago or, or two weeks ago, like what was it Stephanie was saying or whatever. Yeah, well, I think that also addresses the issue that we all have run into as sales reps of going and all of a sudden you call them back two weeks later, three weeks later, like, oh yeah, we signed up with someone else. And you're like, what the fudge? <laughs> it helps keep you front of mind with them because let's be honest, like whenever people get mad about that, I always tell them, you know, honestly, I can understand why you're mad. I've been there. There were times I had the exact same type of response, but realistically, you're the only person to blame for that one. Yeah, yeah. Sounds harsh, but it's so true. So I love how this makes it very easy. And I do, I think it may take more time to set up a course like that because you're talking about, hey, do the research, like pay attention. Definitely. So this, I, I, again, this is the last thing that I suggest. So the automatic mm -hmm. follow-up, super easy. Um, the, the second one, and this is a tool that, that you and I used, uh, or I think, no, we didn't use this. Did we use a scheduler to connect? For no, uh, our, I, don't think I think so. I was trying to encourage you to get one. You did. Uh, that's right. And especially um, as, as a, as a podcaster, I found one specifically for you is called meeting bird because you can do three way, three way yeah. meetings. Um, but that's, that's another one. Um, people are busy. And, uh, and if you say, Hey, let's, um, let's, let's meet sometime next week. When's good for you? That's kind of a hard question to ask because it's yeah. like, one, you've got to prioritize how important is this meeting compared to all the other things that I could possibly be doing next week. 
And then you have to uh, know all the other things that you're doing this week. And if it was somebody like me seven years ago, maybe you didn't know what you were up to. And so you didn't know what you could actually commit to. And so it becomes a difficult email to actually respond to. Because especially yeah. if you ask for two or three times at work, because maybe the times might conflict. Uh, so in, in order to avoid that friction that comes with booking the person, I would suggest almost every salesperson get a scheduler. And, and if you really want to connect with people uh, more often than not, you could even put that scheduler link into your, your footer of your email, your bio of LinkedIn, your, yeah. the, the header of, of Twitter. If that's what you want is to have a lot of calls with people, just put that, that scheduler anywhere and everywhere. We can talk about what you could use next if you're starting to book with too many clients or the clients that aren't the, the right fit for you or prospects that aren't necessarily the right fit for you. You'd want to be a little bit more selective about who you book with. But if you are, um, yeah, if, you, if you're trying to get somebody on the phone, get somebody on a, a virtual call like Zoom, like we're on right now, uh, get book a presentation using a scheduler where somebody can just click a button and find the time that works for both your calendar and their calendar that that helps a lot and plus it just saves a lot of the admin time of of, of that back and forth and there's less of a chance of of things falling through the cracks because you send out that email and uh and they then have the opportunity to to book with you when it's it's the best time for them so you don't have to always worry about like any times next week anything anything because the the scheduler will continue to refresh based off the new appointment times that you've made so let's say you send an email Monday and you're like, hey, I'm good Wednesday from one to five. And then on Tuesday, you book one at three o'clock. Then you've got to remember to go back and email that person. Be like, okay, now I'm only available one and four versus if they have that schedule link, that, uh, that four o'clock appointment will be then blocked from them to, to schedule or not. So it, it, it saves, a, it seems so simple, but it saves an enormous amount of time and effort and energy. Well, and it also, it also handles the reminder emails. Many of them do. Yes. That's another great point is say, Hey, by the way, are we still on? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You could set up personal with most of the, the scheduler. Some do more than more than others, but you can set up automatic emails, personalized emails based off the type of appointment that they book. So you may have different appointment types like discovery call or a client that you currently have or, um, or I've got one that I actually just use for networking. It's called my, my virtual coffee. And I actually made a whole webpage for it where it's like, Hey, uh, I like coffee and talking to smart, nice people. So if you want to, let's just hop on a call and three days a week at 10 o'clock, I, I will hop if, if I'm booked out. Usually I, I do it once or twice a week. I, I will hop on a call with somebody who might be a potential, um, a referral partner might be somebody who I could do a joint venture with might just be somebody that, Hey, my, my buddy Bryce, who does Facebook ads that I sometimes refer people to is down in South America. I haven't seen him in a while. I want to talk to with him. So it's just, it's just a nice way of, of, of keeping in touch. But each one of those separate schedulers can have different follow-up reminders. Like with the virtual coffee, I actually don't even send any follow-up reminders. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming if you're a friend of mine or, or somebody who I might be doing business with, you know how to like, have a, a calendar appointment automatically put into your, into your calendar and, and actually show up at that time. But for a, a discovery call, I will put a, one in there and I can add information to that. So I can, mm-hmm. I can say, hey, before the call, answer these four questions, here's the survey link. Or I can, after they book the call, I can redirect to another page that maybe gives them a little bit more information or gives them a, a bonus or gives them 
something. So it's a way of, of giving value ahead of time as well as reducing the friction and, and giving some reminders. So yeah, so you well, don't get I, me started about schedulers. <laughs> comment for some of our listeners because I have heard people be like, oh, well, they're too hard to use. People won't schedule with them or mm. I'm going to get people who I don't want to talk to. Yeah. I'm very real. Like stop making excuses. Seriously. The scheduling that now I will, I won't lie a few years ago, some of those scheduling services were really hard to use, but they've gotten a lot easier. A lot Definitely. of them. Are oh, yeah. So, you know, stop making excuses for yourself. And realistically, I'm not like the, you're not going to get a whole ton of people who are going to schedule that are not good fits for you. If you design it the right way, put the right information in there because that's, that's just, that to me, that's just an excuse people use to avoid it because it's new and that can be a little intimidating sometimes. Yeah. I, I'd say like three or four years ago, I was in that position too. And another thing that uh, pushback that I've gotten with, with schedulers is that it's not personable. Like, oh, I, I want to I actually do this in real life because this, I, I want to show respect to this person that I'm, I'm willing to, I don't know, torture myself and have all these back and forth emails. <laughs> uh, so I used, to, I used to put a little bit of text above hand to explain the schedule link and say, hey, this is just something that I use to save us both time. And, and I, would, I would preface it. But I, I've taken that off since then. I think people have gotten much more, more comfortable with this tool in particular. I haven't gotten any pushback. I, haven't, I don't think I've ever received an email from anybody saying, I don't, I don't know how to use this. I don't know how to click a button. Um, <laughs> because they are very, the user interface is so easy. And as far as the back end too, I 100% agree. Four, five, six years ago, it was more difficult to set them up. Now it's, it's, it's much easier. If I would make one recommendation for somebody to start out, I would start out with Calendly because it is just so easy to be oh, like, oh, this is my calendar. I've, I, I, I can sync it here. Those are my appointments. All right. When do I want people to book? Okay. Just Monday and Friday. And to your point with saying people who might get a hold of the link and book with you and you're not interested in talking with them, uh, cancel the appointment. It's not a big deal. It doesn't happen all that often. And when it does, no. just say, Hey, um, I'm sorry about this. I've got a prior engagement, just, you know, technical yeah. error or whatever, whatever you want to say, say, Hey, no, I, I, I don't have the time to meet right now or whatever you want to say, but it happens so rarely that you, you don't need to worry about it. And if, if you really are worried about it, you just are really concerned about people taking advantage of your, your time. Don't share the link unless you want somebody to book it. So you don't have yeah. to put your link on your footer or your LinkedIn page, just hide the link. And when you want to book uh, an appointment, then you can send that link to somebody. Or if they've, what you can also do is we're, we're going to talk about automatic information gathering, like collecting the right information you need to be prepared for the call or to prepare the client for the call. You can have it after that, that booking form to make sure that they're a good fit for it. So, so you could screen them beforehand. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you know, um, first of all, I think a lot of people are intimidated, or not intimidated, but they're reluctant to go into some kind of uh, discussion, you know, so if they're going to go ahead and click the link, then chances are they're, you know, they're showing some kind of interest, but you can also uh, qualify people through questions and, you know, you can look back at the questions and you say, um, so you, maybe one of your questions, you're looking for people who are willing to pay for, let's say, coaching. And so you ask them the questions. So um, you can ask them uh, things like, uh, have you ever have you ever 
booked a mentor before if mm -hmm. so what was your experience and um, you know so then you get a kind of a feel are these people just looking for freebie time mm -hmm. you know or are these people seriously looking for somebody who can help them grow their business so there are ways and and but you know that leads right into info gathering let's talk about info gathering automation for that because again we don't want to be we want to be focused on the right customers. Uh, we don't want to be selling to the Walmart customers when we need to be selling to the Neiman Marcus people, right? So we, we want to have easy ways to do this or simpler ways so that we can be focused, we can be present, and we can give our all to the people who understand the value we bring to the table. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, one way of, of screening is, is what you were, you were talking about just there is, is by asking questions ahead of time. And it's, it's a balance because you don't want to ask too many questions or maybe yeah. even make those questions too aggressive. Like, I am a top quality coach. I only, why should I pick you? I've seen that <laughs> I all over the place. That you. Have you and really? I'm just like, you are a jerk. I, yeah. Now I don't want to work with you. Or I, this is an example I, I gave in the uh, Automate Your Booking course was a, a dentist that I was going to asked me, I, I think it was 23 pages worth of, of questions, like anything from allergies to do I have pets? It was crazy. I have no idea why. And it was not digital. So I had to print it out and answer all these questions and show up. And so there, it's sort of a, a teeter-totter balances, asking enough qualifying questions and enough questions to get the people in the right mindset to have the information that they need, uh, that you need rather to either be prepared for the call or to know that this is going to be a good fit uh, for, for both of you. And you don't end up wasting more time by hopping on a call and, and just realizing that, oh, okay, this, this isn't going to work out. Like even if, if somebody is looking just for, for free advice, it's, it's, it, it's going to be a waste of your time and their time because they're not going to be able to get the, the full value out of your product or, or, or service anyway. So I, I kind of scoured the internet when I was making this course for, uh, for different questions that could be asked. And I, I found a handful of good ones. If you're a, a business or a life coach to having a discovery call, if you're a marketing consultant or a, if you're a freelancer or for productivity coach, because hey, that's what I am. <laughs> or uh, there, there's also good surveys that you could do to get testimonials from people. Um, so that's that's another another uh, area. And as far as particular tools, there's a lot of really good ones out there, just like schedulers. One I personally used is called WP Forms because it Im embeds in my WordPress site. But another one that I've been experimenting with a lot more recently, just because it looks so good, and it's, it's much easier to use from the, the user point of view because it only asks one question at a, at a time. So it doesn't overwhelm them. Like that 23-page packet that my jerk dentist made me fill out, I did not want to do that. And same with when people come to a, a web page and they see 23 questions that they have to answer. They're kind of like, eh, I'll do that later. Similar to booking that call. It's like, oh, I got to look at my calendar and then I got to figure things out. I'll do that later. So to reduce the friction, what this app does, which is called Typeform, is it only asks one question at a time. And sometimes one question will have a logic jump to another. So it's like, hey, do you, you know, what, what type of business are you in? And if they answer a certain way, you'd be like, oh, is this a problem that you have? And if, if you ha ask their name, it could do something called piping where it links the name and it's like, thank you so much for asking, Zach. Uh, well, how can I help you in this way? Uh, and it, it just, it looks great on mobile. It looks great on uh, embedded in, into your website. 
and um, and it could do a lot of fancy things. You could even have people pay for your services through it or, or redirect to a, a scheduler after they, they filled it out or I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm geeking out about Typeform, but Gravity Form, <laughs> even Google Forms, it's free, if, especially if you use Google for your, your email or drive. Um, even those can work pretty well. SurveyMonkey, Wufu, a lot of them out there, but that would be a way of gathering information ahead of time. Also, Calendly and the, and the other scheduling apps do offer you a chance to ask questions when people are booking. So that's another way you can automatically get the right impact. We haven't really talked about, but I was, I was actually talking with another productivity coach friend of mine yesterday. One of the benefits of setting up these systems is not only it saves you time in it, each interaction, you're able to frame the interaction the best way every single time. Because sometimes, you know, if you're following up with somebody, you might not think of or remember all the questions that you typically want to ask, or maybe you're, maybe you're a website designer, let's say, and there's, there is legitimately a lot of things you need. You need the bio, you need their headshot, you need all the, all this, these different pieces of information. And you may forget two of them. And then you email them back and be like, Oh, Hey, I, I forgot. I, I, I need the, your social media links too. And then uh, they're like, Oh, you know, you know, I forgot like Twitter, uh, has this new role. I need this from you. So you don't look as professional and you're ending up not only wasting your time, but your, your client or your potential client's time. So that's another benefit of setting up these automations. The risk is you set up something and it doesn't do exactly what you want it to do. So you got to test it and you got to be sure that it is working the way your, your clients want to experience it. So I, I have a, a regular, at least quarterly, but maybe even monthly update or check in to say like, all right, is, are these things that I'm setting up, especially an email newsletter uh, or email sequence that we talked about before or the survey, is everything still looking good, working the way that I, I think it should or the, giving, giving the experience that I want to give to my clients? I think that's a really good point to go in, make sure you're checking in on this stuff. This is not, yeah. uh, the idea is to save you time. Think about how much less time you're going to have to spend on clients but don't take that as, it's almost like I see business owners do when they get their systems all written out for their employees and they're like, okay, they have a, they have a system to follow. I don't have to be here. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold up. <laughs> you still have to show up, man. Like you can't just go hey, like ghost on them. Um, you have to check in because stuff does break and then it looks really bad on you as, mm -hmm. as a business owner. Yeah, you forget to pay your bill and all of a sudden your schedule links aren't working. <laughs> Right. You're like, schedule with me here. And guess what's happened? No one's going to come. Or very few people will come to you and be like, yeah, that didn't look good. Or, oh, it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. You're just not going to schedule. People will. Uh, it depends on what relationship you have with them. Some people will tell you, and, and then that's just your chance to fix it. And, and, and that's and yeah. it's okay. Uh, but but it being a little more proactive about it would make more sense. Well, we'll the time. Well, and the thing that we're looking at, too, is when you are able to leverage your time, leverage what you're doing, which is what we want, then you have greater potential for creating more revenue and to really reach the people that you are a good fit for. I mean, the bottom line is this isn't only just about saving us time and energy. It's about leverage. It's about creating more. Uh, you know, we're, this is black belt selling. And as a black belt, the whole idea of being a black belt is you take the least amount of effort to create the greatest result. So, uh, for example, a lot of people think that when you punch, you have to, you know, just really go at it and throw your shoulders into it. Well, 
really the most effective punches, or if you do them bio, biometric or biomechanically correct, and you use your physiology and you use your core and you use all of those things, it only, you can be a Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was able to blow people away just with an inch away from them with his punch. And it wasn't because Bruce Lee was more powerful in terms of bulk. Bruce Lee just understood leverage. He understood how to take a little bit of something and to get the maximum effect out of it. Well, it's the same way. We're talking about a little bit of time, effort. Uh, we do have to maintain systems. You mm. know, systems, systems will degrade on their own. If they're not nurtured, I mean, it's like plants. Yes, you need to water your plants, and um, you don't always have to keep watering them all the time, but if you don't water a plant, it's going to die. If you don't take care of your systems, they're going to get outdated. They're not going to work for you or your client, and then you're going to end up creating more work for yourself in the end. Yes, uh, and, and I, I really like what you said when it comes to your analogy with with your martial arts skills. And I'm glad I'm <laughs> hundreds of miles from me. So you can't do one of those Bruce Lee punches or kicks at me. <laughs> but with the, when it comes to, to effort and, and spending the least amount of effort to get the maximum results, that is exactly what you need to be thinking when you're considering using any of these tools or bringing any of these automations into your business. If this is something, booking a call is something you do once a month, it's likely not worth the effort to set up a scheduler. It just, it, it just isn't. And uh, the reason I was a little hesitant to talk about the, the email sequences before when, when, when giving advice on how to automate that, because a lot of times people might not be in the position to have that be a good return on their time or their energy um, or, or, their, or, or their mental headspace when it comes to building something like that, because it is a whole new tool that you need to learn. You need to, to make sure everything's working in the way that you want. But that is the reason why I made this course in particular talking about automatic follow-up, automatic scheduling, automatic information gathering, lead capture, and teaching, because not only will these automations, like other automations, save you time, but they're also geared at making you more money. Um, so that, that's the reason there. But really think beforehand, hey, is this something, how much time is it going to take for me to input this? So for example, you could, you could think with the scheduler, I think is a, is a, a simple example. How much time do you, do you think you spend every week following up with people trying to book them on a call? So just think about maybe an hour, let's just say. I, I, that would be probably what, where I was at before. How much time is it going to take you to set up a scheduler? Even if you're slow and fumbling around, uh, probably about an hour. So what's the return on time investment there? Um, okay, after one week, you're, you broke even. After two weeks, uh, you, you, you've saved time. After three weeks, you've saved even more time. After, you know, so it's just think about it in, in terms of that way, just like making an investment. If I'm going to invest $100 in this training or in this product or in this service, what, what's going to be my return? Same with, with selecting and, and picking tools. That's why sometimes the tools that I bought pay for, there are free options, but I, I pay for it because I know it's going to save me time and, uh, and, and energy and attention, not needing to tweak in and mess around with things because I know this tool works a little bit better for my situation. Yeah. And I think for a lot of our guys who, um, you know, if you are sitting there going, well, what if I miss out, you know, that personal touch, right? Set it up and then spend 30 minutes. The even if, here's the thing, even if you have to spend 30 minutes the next week, 
making, you know, tweaking it, right? Let's say mm -hmm. you were going to do appointments a week doing it yourself and you only got two or one the next week. Okay, go in and tweak it. Spend half an hour figuring out where the hiccup is, what's the problem, tweak your script about how you present it or yeah. whatever. But you're still only an extra half hour in. You, you know, you're still a half hour up that week and then an hour up the next week. Like, yeah. Oh, maintenance. Yeah, uh, uh, tweaking and then maintenance too. That, that would yeah. be some other things to consider when, when talking about your, your return on time investment. So maybe yeah. you, you set up your schedule or that only takes you an hour, but you, you need to adjust it every two two weeks to make sure that it's fitting your schedule because you you travel a lot let's say um so that that would be something else to consider and as far as the personal touch goes here's another tool it's it's not something we talked about ahead of time but it's a uh, it's, it's called text expander and there's a free version i don't remember the name right now I'll, I'll i'll send a link to it but what it it allows you to do is if you want that personal touch it allows you to create email templates or or any sort of template and, uh, and create keyboard shortcuts to send those out. So if you have some emails that you're sending over and over again, but you wanna personalize them, this would be a, using a tool like this would be a good first step before using something like MailChimp uh, that has automatic emails sent out no matter what. You, you are able to read the situation and just adjust or, or, or craft, delete, add, change things around to a basic template that works better for you. And, the reason I love that tool so much is the same reason why I love other tools is because it gets your best thinking done automatically. So you don't miss those steps. So like the automatic gathering, you ask all 12 questions that you legitimately need to ask to get to work, to get that project going or to make sure that, that everyone's a good fit for the, the particular service that you're offering. Same with the, the text expander snippet or the email templates in general is you you've massaged it in a way where the language is good. You haven't made any spelling errors. You ask all the things that you need to ask. So that could be a good first step beforehand. Yeah. Well, Zach, this has been really awesome. You know, a lot of our guys come in and talk mindset and mindset's important, but I love how you brought a lot of practical tools. You've mentioned some courses and stuff like that a couple of times. Is there a way if someone is interested in more information, they can uh, get that? Totally. If you go to automateyourbooking.com, you can sign up for the free five lesson course, which dives a little bit deeper into all the, the tools that we talked about. I've got videos on how to set them up, on, on links to all the suggestions, templates to work from. So it should save people who are thinking about doing this a lot of time with that initial setup. Awesome. That was automateyourbooking.com. Automateyourbooking.com. Cool. Well, thank you. This was awesome. I'm so glad you reached out to us. This has been a really, I think, fun, practical, helpful show for our listeners. So thanks for taking time to share your expertise. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. Wow, Stephanie, I just, I am blown away by what this guy did. And you know, what fascinates me is a couple of things. One of them is he did it out of necessity. How many people create great <laughs> businesses because they're so messed up in one area? They learn these things and they, they become the coach. I think that was my favorite part of the whole, whole interview. I got into time management because I was so bad at it. Like that was hysterical. And it's so true. I mean, the think about it, we all, none of us think about time management until all of a sudden we're looking at like, it's the, you know, 10th month in a row where you get home after 10 o'clock at night and you're going, something's got to change, right? Yeah. We're all, we're all, it's one of those muscles you have to build and yeah. you build it slowly over time. Exactly. And 
you don't pay any attention to it until you really have to. <laughs> well, we're not going to give a whole lot of commentary. Normally, we talk more about this because, but this was such a rich episode. We just want to yeah. en encourage our listeners. There is one thing I think that's really important because he's going to be talking. He talked about a lot of systems. Um, some people are afraid of automation because they're afraid that automation is going to um, reduce their human touch. But the fact is that automation actually enables you to focus on what's most important in your business and to lower the bar of engagement for people. Mm -hmm. So by the time you're face-to-face -face with them, they're already comfortable with you. You're not going to have to go through this long period of trying to build trust with them. You've already been doing it through the automation that you've built. Yeah, I think this, this is the key that gets you to where 80, 90% of your time is inside the sales appointment, is closing deals. Yeah. This is the key to allow you, you know, you hear about salespeople who, you know, make in commission seven figures a year. It's totally true and it's totally possible when you automate, when you are, when you're not, if you are having to literally generate set and close and follow up with every deal on your own i mean you better be selling million dollar deals if you're going to hit seven figures it's completely possible to hit seven figures this is the key and i i, I love the fact he broke it out and i will encourage people save this one because you're going to want to come back to this and implement one yeah. key and then the next key you know three months later and then the next key and the next key this is going to be one you're going to want to listen to again and again and again, because I guarantee you, man, this one's going to, this, this podcast is going to change lives. This, this one is going to just, I'll, I'm claiming it now because it's totally going to. Well, it, it totally is. But the thing we also have to remember, and he brought that up toward the end, is that you can set up systems, but they can't be, you can't set and forget. You have right. to, you have to be watching after them. You have to be looking at results. You have to be doing, um, you have to be doing analytics on them in order to, to make sure that it's accomplishing what you want. Because marketing, a lot of marketing is, is we try this. Okay, that didn't work. So we try that. That didn't work. We tried this. This is working. So we have to be um, cognizant of it. We, just, we can't just say, oh, well, I've got the system and Zach said I should do it or Stephanie and Anna said I should do this. No, you are responsible for your results. You have to look at it and do the maintenance on your system, do the, the tweaks, whatever it needs in order yeah. to move forward. But as we talked about in the, in the podcast, the maintenance is so much less time consuming than oh, doing yeah. the work yourself. I mean, it really is. And here's the thing. If you're not seeing the value in it just yet, start tracking where you're spending your time each week. Don't wait until you get too busy to automate this. Don't wait until, as Zach said, you have to because you're so bad at it. <laughs> I want to encourage you guys to uh, join us in our Facebook group, share your comments, share your thoughts with us. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash black belt selling. I'm Stephanie here for Anna. We are the black belt sellers of Southwest and central Texas, helping you remember that your life is up to you. It is worth the effort you will put in, but only you can make that choice every single day. Make it a great week.